Yesterday's concert is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Grab your earplugs for a special bonus episode of Yesterday's Concert, a podcast that celebrates live music. My name is Lance Ingram. In this episode, I go off script and unedited with Danny Lee Blackwell, aka Night Beats, about our shared love of Elvis Presley's music. This was taken from my full interview with him discussing his newest album, Rajan. Enjoy our tangent. Well, no, that's, I mean, I was listening, I wish I could remember where I was listening to it the other day, but it was talking about the lineage of genres and just the way we build on top of old music and how oh it was in regards to the ed sheeran uh lawsuit mm-hmm. thing that happened and they were talking about marvin gay and it's like so what mm-hmm. if he was inspired by marvin gay that's the point of music is to be inspired yeah. and put your own stamp on so, it and move on even if it is something as ed sheeran as ed sheeran is uh, <laughs> uh but i mean that, that like you're saying that is like Osmosis is gonna happen. You're gonna have Ella mm-hmm. Fitzgerald come out in your music if you've listened to Ella Fitzgerald at any point in time. It's just gonna yeah. happen, and it's natural. But it's what you're saying is it's when it's done in respect. It's all that really matters. Yeah, totally. Um, and I, I feel like honestly, man, there's something weird about that mentality about like, oh, this sounds so similar. This is different. Like, I feel like that's a that's almost like a new. Like, okay, I remember when I was when I was a teenager and I heard Jet and I was like, fuck these guys. They stole lust for life. You know, like I'm like, <laughs> yeah, straight up. I'm sorry. Like my little teenage anti anti everything mind was just like, you know, these guys aren't real. They just stole these Australians are just stole, you know, another classic rock and roll song. So like <laughs> try in the spirit of growth. <laughs> like I I I think that it's a little bit of a new and still like, you know, 21st century new um, type mm-hmm. of mindset to try to find the con in the room, mm-hmm. you know, and Lord knows I do all the time because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm detested by false prophets, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I that just whatever. That's, that's a whole nother conversation yep. for another day. Um, but the idea that like, Art and creativity is something that needs to be, you know, copyrighted and and sort of very strictly. I mean, you have a lot of things that are the result, a lot of bad things that are, are the result of that mentality, too, you know, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of songwriting is about self-acceptance. I think a lot mm-hmm. of what is produced out of a view what you feel confident or or are proud of enough to like put on your shelf for instance Mm -hmm. is it's it's about like coming into your own and it's i mean you do have bad actors in the sense that you have people that are you know top 100 or whatever type of people that in a way have been you know potentially given certain accolades that others don't have based on the position the money that the bringing upbringing the culture whatever the whatever it is that put them in that position but at the same time you can't you can't crucify those people for doing the same things that like you and i do when we hum a song that we love you mm-hmm. know we're enjoying something we're we're probably lifting something up to a certain degree 
you know, you make a million bucks off of something, then you can start being like, okay, who, who, who is really responsible for this? You know, like mm-hmm. we talked about Elvis just for a second at the beginning, there's a deep conversation we can have about Elvis, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, we, we all understand that like how many people wouldn't know about the blues if it wasn't for, you know, mm-hmm. a handsome white guy to come around and sing the same things, you know? Yeah. So, so no, you're dead on conversation. No, I mean, you're dead on because, I mean, that's I, I haven't really talked about this a ton on the show, but like I, I, there was literally like five or six years of my life where he was the only thing I listened to. I mean, not like exaggeration all. I mean, exclusively only listen to Elvis. However, yeah. it was through Elvis that I was exposed to so much more. I mean, it's how I got into the Beatles. Yeah. I mean, how often does somebody say that? Like I got into the Beatles because of Elvis, you know, yeah. so I mean, you're right in that. And I mean, there is I mean, Elvis is a very flawed character in many ways um but yeah. you're dead on about all of that so that's fantastic yeah and, and, and it's all part of the same ecosystem and if we if we understood that then there'd be less bad actors i think too mm-hmm. so for instance th- i just realized this the other day listening to elvis that live in memphis album i love that record mm-hmm. um he has a version of long black cadillac i think it's called At the very end of it he goes into this sort of mel- medley and that medley is this Shannon the Clam song that I've heard before, you know, mm-hmm. like I've heard this. If you ever change your mind, like I've I've heard that before, you know. But mm-hmm. to me, I have respect for that, and, mm-hmm. and on both sides of the aisle, because you know what that that Cadillac song, that song actually sounds like this uh, Lee Moses song. Mm-hmm. Lee Moses is incredible. If you've never listened to him, he's a, he's a guitarist for Mighty Hannibal, mm-hmm. incredible guy. Um, I realized that that that's from uh, adorable one the song that he's written who knows when which was maybe influenced by mighty Hamble. so like this is mm-hmm. their pathways here through rock and roll yeah. and it's a beautiful beautiful path so yeah. um i have to ask do you have a favorite uh elvis record uh I mean, and again, he's hard. not really like a records are hard for those types of folks because a lot yeah, of it songs is re released. Yeah, and so much posthumous and... stuff, and yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, as a kid, I was mystified by like his larger than life persona, and so a lot of it mm. was like his late or his early mid seventies live albums for me. Um, like I constantly go back to Aloha from Hawaii just because I mean I got to because you yeah. have the video footage to accompany it and so to me it was yeah. just kind of like the jumpsuit I mean especially like 68 comeback special with like the leather jumpsuit you know it's yeah. just so weird like I, I don't know if I have a particular album I, I think mm-hmm. it's more I can look back at it and recognize too that like like between like 68 and like 72 he was on such a verge of like an artist breakthrough but he got mm-hmm. roped back into all the Vegas stuff and he couldn't really ever break through. And there's, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it, but there's some, I can't remember if it was Memphis or Nashville, but he did a session and he started to kind of get into like the more groovy stuff, the more R and B um, kind of mm-hmm. like a lot more synthy funk kind of stuff. And he was dancing with it. And it was like, dude, if you had just let that, cause that's what he wanted to do, but Tar- Colonel Parker wouldn't let him. And that's what if he had gone down that path, I think it would have completely changed his trajectory for the rest of the 70s. And so I think to me, it's not so much an album, it's more just like an era of like the late 60s through the early 70s is like really the sweet spot for me. Just because you get the larger than life, but you also get like 
him kind of teetering on doing his own thing for the first time. And to yeah. me, that's really, it's really, I don't know, man. He's, I, there's just so much, like you've said, so, like there's just so much we could go into with Elvis. Like, yeah, it, it's all of that. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. And, and there's like a, a point in Elvis's career. I feel like I'm a, I'm a big Elvis fan too. Yeah. So I talk about this all day. Um, uh, where like you, you could tell that his later live albums was such a, a like a force of nature that like mm-hmm. there's there's something wrong. There, mm-hmm. Almost like there's like there's almost like this this really weird unconscious maybe because of hindsight, but like that like if the dude just was able to groove more, man, you know, mm-hmm. if he would oh. just if they just let him groove a little bit longer, you yeah. know, like you know it it could have been. Um, I think a different type of career, but what we got from that was seeing him just play till you his heart's exploding on stage, and mm-hmm. he's just delirious from the overworking and and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of relatable shit to be honest. You know, oh yeah, that's I mean, every time I've read probably four or five of his biographies now, and I mean, every time I just see so much in my own life because I mean, like I I grew up in Mississippi, I lived in Tupelo for a while, I moved to Memphis from Tupelo, so I mean, I see mm. so much of myself, and like I'm really close with my mom, so I mean, I see a lot mm. of myself in his story, but I also can look at his story and say, this is how not to do things, like this is this is a life, this is a different path yeah. that I could go down, and it, and so it's also a little bit of a cautionary tale. And especially when you look at, you know, talking about those later years of his life is like, you know, this is maybe a controversial opinion, but a part of me is glad he passed away when he did because he was teetering on parody so hard of himself Mm. that I Mm. fear he would have completely lost himself. if he Because, I mean, if you look at the 80s, so many artists from that era completely lost themselves in the 80s. And so for him, already teetering on parody, probably frankly, swimming in the deep end of it for him to have gone into the eighties would have been so detrimental for his legacy and his artistry that I think he would have faded into the oblivion and more so than like Johnny cash. Like, I don't think he would have had the resurgence in the nineties because I think he would have lost his mind too much. And so Mm. part of me is grateful that we lost him when we did, because it did preserve his legacy and it did kind of exemplify the work that he had done. But on the other hand, it makes me sad that, you know, Maybe he would have finally got rid of Colonel Tom Parker and he would have done what he wanted to do. Maybe he would have got sober and like, there's so many different, but it's like, you know, again, it's a cautionary tale, you know, that I can, I can learn from and live my life in a different way because of the way that he chose to live. So, yeah, no, that's, that's heavy. Um, Yeah. The eighties were weird. (laughs) Yeah, dude. The The eighties are, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of like someone like Smokey Robinson, though, you know, where like mm. if I was to look at his impact um, and then I was look, looked at his trajectory and then mm-hmm. saw what he was making in the 80s, for instance, for, which I kind of just recently rediscovered. Like, so there's a lot of really great Smokey songs from the 80s, mm. um, but it's almost like he was able to sort of coast and just be a genius as opposed mm-hmm. to being coasting and this large in life performer. Yeah. Um, and then the dawn of celebrity culture in the Western world. I mean, man, mm-hmm. like what kind of shit is that to go through for the first wave? You I know, know. Um, you know, the idea of being, you know, pseudo godlike in a comp- mm-hmm. in a country that, you know, Coca-Cola is as big as, you know, 
penicillin. Like I, it's like a yeah. very, very strange culture to become a figurehead and um, you know throw in some disorienting shit like yeah. drugs and booze and you know that that'll definitely make you wonder where you are a lot. Well, and that's Speaking I mean like yeah, I mean that's like since 2020 and you may laugh at me just based on some of your comments but that's i don't care music is a subjective uh or objective whatever uh like i've seen harry styles and taylor swift since the pandemic and to see the way the fans react to them in person how do you Mm -hmm. not lose yourself how do you not in the face of that i mean Mm -hmm. even though we have like we were saying 60 years plus Mm -hmm. of experience to look back on how do you not lose yourself in that how do you not let mm. that go to your head. I don't see how it's possible. I mean, anyone with the slightest yeah. tint of ego, they're gone. Yeah. Like, and especially like yours. I mean, look at Elvis. I mean, he had yes, man. He he loved yeah, all yeah. those dudes, but he had yes, men all around him. No wonder yeah. he had no choice, but to go down that path. That's all, there was no other yeah. way he could have done it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Man. So good. Oh, so did you did you even know I was wearing an Elvis shirt when you uh when you brought it? No, no, up? I didn't. I couldn't yeah. see it till just now. That's yeah. great. Uh, yeah. So I, I was dude, that's killer. It's funny we went there, but yeah. <laughs> I'm Lance Ingram, and this is yesterday's concert. Thanks for listening to another episode of my show. For more live music podcasting, check out our other show, Jam Journals. If you're feeling kind, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all the social media platforms. Email us at info at yesterdaysconcert.com or visit our website, yesterdaysconcert.com. So until next time, give us a subscribe, tell your friends, and most importantly, take care of your shoes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.